Okay, that's fine. That, well, that was just our dry run. <laughs> the wet run is going to be so much better. <laughs> God, not the, not the wet run. <laughs> moist, just moist. Mo- oh, uh, people don't like that word, do they? <laughs> it's a okay, word. ready. It's the, the Meg John. Meg John and, and Justin. Justin. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay. Please. Will somebody write us a theme tune? Please. Just yeah, we need a theme tune. Stop us doing us. <laughs> Save us from ourselves, yep. dear listeners. That was that was cool. We um, were trying to say it simultaneously and it didn't work, so there's that. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Wow, yeah. that was special. Mm. Okay, so welcome back, dear listeners. You are listening to our free feed on our SoundCloud page. Um, uh, if you want all of our podcasts, um, you need to... Um, every other podcast we do on our Patreon feed, patreon.com forward slash John and Justin. Sign up from just a dollar a month and you can get... A couple of episodes a month that you at the moment might not be able to hear anyway so uh, welcome back the last podcast that we did on our patreon feed was about intentional friendships yes. and talking about what that means and um, it's kind of like a, talking a bit about uh, kind of referring to the how to make friends ep- episodes that we did mm. back in June um, but also kind of chatting a bit more about how we do ongoing friendships and bringing more consent into our ongoing friendships and more intentionality into our ongoing friendships. Yep. This one, we're talking about friend breakups. Yeah, friend breakups and endings and changings. <coughs> yes, hmm. the, the big the big people moments, I guess, in our friendships. So the bit that we got to at the end of that episode that we did about intentional right intentional friendships is that really in order for a relationship any kind of relationship to be consensual we have to know that at any point we could walk away yeah. uh, and that we could just say no to it yeah uh, and um, and that goes for obviously that's can be uh, more difficult with family where you know there are those kinds of lots of different um, it's a system that we'd be pulling ourselves out mm-hmm. of um, but um, in many ways that's kind of similar to many friendships as well isn't it like many friendships are really part of a system you know the idea of like a peer group and yeah. that kind of thing that I think we might not just be saying goodbye to one friendship but it might make other friendships difficult that's as well, right it's exactly it's like how do we balance that sense that yeah we need to in order for it to be consensual we need to know we could not do it and again we were using the analogy mm. of sex it's like for sex to be consensual we yeah. absolutely have to know that it's okay not to do it now or ever um and that goes for all relationships and that kind of goes for everything and um mm. you know we're doing a number on ourselves when we feel like we can't possibly but sometimes life puts mm. us in those positions you know i'm thinking about work as well again a work situation mm. is not consensual if we're feeling like we do don't have any other option but to be in that work situation but sometimes mm-hmm. in life you know material reasons are going to mean that it, it, that is the case or sometimes we may not feel like we could even walk away from a particular family relationship for example because of you know risk actual mm. risk of violence or because of the, the loss of community mm-hmm. would be that great so i think we have to be mindful of that um but say like that you know that ideally if we're trying to treat ourselves and other people consensually that we'd get to this point of respecting that 
there always should be a potential to walk away from something mm. in order to know that we are in consent. And of course, with work, we're meant to have uh, contracts and job descriptions and uh, rights, yeah. uh, which we um, we often don't have those. In, yeah, we uh, need the friendship in, rights, in right? our other relationships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, people can be treated like shit in the workplace and not given good contracts, mm. and not given good hours, and to an extent, we all have to work in a society that doesn't give us the free time to be able to do what we want to. But any, but yeah, anyway, but yes. Uh, consent is about freedom and choice and that means uh, having the freedom to choose to not be in a relationship and that's yeah. a crucial thing and the other thing um, the, yeah the other thing we important. got to in the end of that other podcast was a sort of sense of probably <laughs> ma major boundaries for most people being around being free enough and safe enough so we particularly mm. might start to think that we're in this territory if we don't feel free enough in the friendship um, in the sense that it's really constraining us. You know, maybe we're doing a lot of things in that friendship that don't we don't really want to be doing. Or if we mm. don't feel safe enough that things are happening in that friendship that don't feel emotionally good to us or physically good to us. Um, mm. So we're not we're not really safe. Um, as we'd want to be. I think those two things yeah. are kind of a big area of where our boundaries might be getting overstepped. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so, shall we get into yeah. it then, Anjay? Yeah, let's get into this. So, so. Well, we're gonna we've got I mean, a structure. Gonna be, we? Should we tell them what we're going to talk about? Yeah, let's talk about yeah. structure. So, we're going to talk about um, looking at some of the signs that we might need to end their friendship, mm -hmm. um, and then thinking about how we might go about doing it. Not kind of telling you how to break up with someone, but thinking about. The, the context in which we might um, mm -hmm. do it and then talking about how we deal with it afterwards yeah. uh, the aftermath um, and we'll talk about why we will talk about that <laughs> when we get to that <laughs> yeah. bit but I guess the <laughs> big, a big overarching <laughs> message is it's okay to take this ser seriously you know that we're probably again the cultural messages are you know maybe that it's not okay to step away from friendships yeah. Um, that we shouldn't do it as a breakup, that it should just drift, you know, if a friendship isn't mm. working rather than it being something that we might actually do, um, and that we should probably not feel too bad about it. You know, again, like, um, just as we can kind of assume that friendships should just adapt um, to changes people make in their lives, like it's fine for people to just get rid of friendships when they get into a romantic relationship, that kind of assumption. There's also an assumption mm. that, you know, um, we shouldn't, take friendships that seriously that we'd even think about ending them and then if we do that they shouldn't that shouldn't impact us in a big way but actually it's massive yeah. it's massive you know it can be really it yeah. can be much harder than romantic some romantic relationship breakups you know and that's that's yeah. understandable but even if we just begun to think about um the the having bringing in some of what we know or uh, some of our experiences around romantic relationship breakups and applying those to friend breakups then that's going to be giving us um, a lot of resources to help us get over a friend breakup because mm. it's a relationship breakup mm. you know and our relationship anarchist lens on this is that um, all we can learn about one kind of relationship from our experiences of another kind of relationship and there's nothing that different and in fact as you were saying friend breakups can often be uh, um, even more painful than a romantic relationship breakup so there is nothing mm. um, about 
there shouldn't be anything about a the only thing special about romantic relationships compared to um, uh, friendship relationships is that it's expected that romantic relationships are more intentional yeah. that they have a beginning middle and end and as we've talked about in last week's episodes it's almost as if friendships isn't seen that way it's seen as this kind of like resource that we tap into or don't tap into mm. and it's going to be there and it's like amorphous and it kind of just surrounds us and it's like our kind of safety net and no they're they when they're done right and um, friendships are intentional and consensual mm -hmm. in the same way that romantic relationships um, can and should be yeah precisely so let's start looking at some of the signs of when we might need to um, so for the first one we're talking about it being um, not if it's not mutually nourishing if it's not giving us the things that we want it to give us and your phrase here is a good one MJ so I'd like you to use it if uh, you yeah like. I don't it's, know where it's I become your catchphrase it's definitely not mine but it's like if it's not good oh. for everybody it's not good for anybody um, yeah. So I think we can often feel like, um, you know, if the other person is saying this is really good for me and we're saying it's not good for us, that somehow, you know, maybe we should make it good for us or maybe we should stay in it because it's good for the other person. But I think this phrase is really helpful that, you know, who, you know, who would want that for somebody? You know, if it's mm. not, if it isn't working mm. for everybody, it really isn't working for anyone in that situation. It's not good for somebody. Yeah. If, you know, if somebody is treating us badly it's not actually good for them either to be in a situation yeah. where they're learn where they're learning more habits of treating people badly you know so actually mm -hmm. i think it's quite helpful one for people to get out of quite di damaging dynamics is to recognize that they're not doing the other person a favor by staying within within them or even just not even that damaging dynamics but just dynamics that aren't really serving you know i guess i know a few friends who've stayed in friendships where the, it seems like the other person would be a bit lost without them you know the other person's mm. got quite dependent on them and when that finally has ended actually that other person has ended up realizing you know how powerful they are and they've, they've actually you know it's, it, it's not it's not good for people to be super dependent on somebody um but we can often stay with a friend who has got quite dependent on us thinking it would be a bad thing to pull away from them but actually you know it, we don't know maybe the best thing that ever happened to them they have to stand on their feet a bit you know mm. or find other or find other people that so they're not just dependent on one person yeah yeah and it could be the kind of thing where it it was where it could be a relationship it could be a friendship where it was good for both people mm. and now it's um and it's not because that something might have changed yeah. it could be that the what's been going on in the relationship has changed maybe one person is um uh, as we talked about in the last, last episode kind of defaulting to the script for their relationship rather than tuning into what their friendship where the friendship is right now mm -hmm. and what it is that they need but it also could be that someone's realized that they got into a relationship on uh, where they were doing a pattern for themselves that was um that was uh, not good for them yeah. uh, and that this friendship is uh, recreating that pattern and that they've realised they're doing this pattern and that it's not that's not a good pattern for them yeah that can be I think um, it goes back to our therapy um, episode a bit like when to go to therapy it's like we also said mm. that once people are in therapy or doing that kind of work they can sometimes realise this stuff you know they can realise oh you know like I like I've realised that pattern over time <laughs> that I've written about a few times now of trying to be what other people what I think other people want me to be like that's yeah. something that you know once I've figured it out a bit then I can sort of go back to one of my friendships and go oh okay that actually this friendship's been rather based on me being something 
for the other person and getting a bit of a yeah. sense of validation from that so something's going to have to change here you know and that might be that the relationship was so much based on that pattern that it's Big not time. gonna that's not gonna fly um now i've changed that pattern or or just i'm not going to be able to even change that pattern if i remain in that friendship yeah, yeah. Like if you're somebody who's been taught only to be there for other people rather than to first be there for yourself, yeah. uh, which is many women who are brought, many people who are brought up as women yeah. um, definitely have experienced. Um, and as we always talk about here, Simone de Beauvoir. Oh, um, Simone. Uh, you know, there's a book about Simone de Beauvoir written for four-year-olds. Oh, I want to read by that. My future publisher. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Um, anyway, so. Um, but yeah, it could be that you've realised that you want to be the subject now and not the object, mm. and that's changed during your friendship. And the thing is with friendships is that they can be very, very long relationships. Yeah. So, you know, it could have started when you were like 16 or something, mm. and now you're, you know, my oldest relationship is with my friend Toby, and then since I was 14, and I'm 43 now. Yeah, so. that's right. And actually, like, you know, we often say, like, in, you know, romantic relationships uh, that people get into later in life, you know, they may, like, go back into patterns that started in childhood, but actually mm. friendships, you know, those kind of long friendships they may literally be in those patterns from childhood because yeah. you started them as a child when you had those patterns yeah so you you kind exactly. of and i guess the other thing is true as well you know it's like i guess we've just talked there about people who are kind of a bit more on the dependent side of dynamics or the more like giving to others but it might be that over time you realize that you are more you know you're you're a bit entitled or you're a bit controlling and you've mm. been on that side in that friendship and again, like, yeah. is it possible to rework that friendship where you take, you're accountable mm. for that and you acknowledge to the person that you have been like that in that friendship? Or again, mm. might it be that you have to step away and say, I'm really sorry. I feel like there's been this toxic dynamic through our friendship that's been bad for you rather mm. than for me, or maybe bad for both of us. And actually I'm gonna step away while I, while I change <laughs> this about myself. And again, maybe there's a possibility to come into it in a very different dynamic after a bit of a break, or maybe it's just that has to end because that was just not good. Mm, definitely. So the next thing is what is about boundaries and feeling safe enough and free enough. So this is about consent really, isn't it? Yeah. Where if we feel like there's not enough consent in our relationships and we're not feeling able to, um, to do what we want to be able to do or to feel, um, uh, to feel like it's okay for us to uh, to to ask for what it is that we might want, or, or to if I, if we're finding that our boundaries are not getting respected. Yeah, uh, I think this is the feeling I would invite people to you know tune into if they're starting to feel like maybe this isn't a good friendship or or other kind of relationship. It's like, do you know what it feels like when you're not when you don't feel free? around somebody mm. do you know what it feels like when you don't feel safe around someone and a lot for a lot of us we don't really know what that feels like because it's been so normalized you know in our culture mm. um but it might you know i'd invite um there's some nice stuff on uh, self-consent that we've mentioned before on the love uncommon blog um yeah really go and good check stuff, that out actually, perhaps yeah. I'm, in fact i'm going to mention love uncommon twice because the other thing that um that they have on there uh, she has on her blog is about um breakup plans so there's even mm -hmm. a suggestion that you could make a plan with somebody in advance of like how you're planning to mm. break up if it comes to that, which is kind of an interesting mm. idea here. But yeah, here I'm saying, yeah, like the self-consent stuff on that blog is really helpful for like, what will it feel like when you're not, when something, some boundary has been overstepped either by you or by the other mm. person. Yeah. It could be that you're not feeling safe enough to 
to express yourself anymore mm. or that you're feeling it could just be that you're feeling quite on edge around someone mm. you know that kind of anxiety about being in someone it, it being with someone it could be that you have to go quite uh it turning into yourself here might be quite useful mm. because the scripts that we get about friendships are that we're just meant to be in them and the, and the scripts we've made for ourselves about friendships is that we're just meant to kind of keep doing yeah defaulting to what it is we, we've already done um but really kind of um paying attention to your body there and thinking about what kinds of reactions mm. uh you might be getting might be a really useful way of tuning into uh yeah what's um whether there is something in the relationship that um, is causing that. Yeah, like n probably um, noticing when you've got um, a plan to see somebody, like how are you feeling in the run-up? You know, do, are you looking forward yeah. to it? And noticing how you feel at the end of some time spent with that person. You know, mm. is it always leaving you a little flat or a little jittery? Or, you know, do you find that mm. you're a bit low the next day? These would be good signs mm. that perhaps it's not really, you know, serving you. Um, and you know, mm -hmm. it may well be that the other person is experiencing it the same. You know, quite quite often. Mm. It's, yeah, quite often. If it's again, if it's not really working for one person, it's not brilliant for the other person either. Um, so yeah, those would be good signs, I think, to look out for. Yeah, we talked about this in the last episode about communicating and um, like micro communication. So communicating during a relationship, finding ways to talk in a small, informative way. Mm frequently during a relationship about what's going on and how you want to do things and how you might want to talk about things and uh, what is actually and what feels good mm. and uh, you know the the kinds of stuff that we talk about um, about relationships um, but if you're finding that you know communication just isn't there at all and that it's necessary and um, it could be that that might be a sign that it might you might want to end it if it's if you feel like you can't really communicate about where you need the friendship mm. to be if you've changed or the relationship's changed and you really need it from uh, a boundary perspective or a consent perspective or just uh, if I'm going to spend this time with someone I need it to be a thing mm. uh, I need to be able to talk about what this thing we want, want to get it to be if they're not if they're not able to meet you at that place no matter how you communicate yeah. about that then it could be that it might you might want it to end or that it might be or it could kind of shift into a different kind of yeah. friendship where there's less you know this is the difference between a change and an yeah. ending isn't it but that's, that's um, the, it could end or it could that's shift. the kind of conversation i've had with a few people in my life is like okay here's the kind of level of uh here's the kind of level of communication that i f i feel is necessary for me in a close friendship um mm. And that would mean we could spend X amount of time together. Like, is that something you're up for? If it's not, I can offer Y amount of content. You know, it's like, I don't want to eradicate you from my life. You know, it's mm. like, I'm definitely up for, you know, enjoy spending a bit of time together. However, if it's not on, you know, if that kind of level of communication and that kind of level of communication may also kind of require that you're also doing your work a bit, that, you know, you're also somebody mm -hmm. who's reflecting on your stuff in therapy or a similar way, or that you're mm -hmm. also somebody who has another, other people supporting you in your life, you know, all of those things will mean, yes, I can do this. We're on the same page if we're not, you know, yeah. and again, it's sort of about, I think really helpful to kind of, um, say that this is about the dynamic you know it's not about saying 
this is the right way to do things like my way of doing things is the right way you know some people they want their closest friends not to be people they have that kind of conversation with at all it's fine to do it however you do it it's kind of about the dynamic it's about the match right and for me it's not going to be a good match if the other person isn't up for doing a bit of self-reflection and a bit of processing mm-hmm. conversation. I don't want to do it all the time, but I kind of want to do it some of the time, you know. No. Um, and then that's fine because we can say, okay, well, it's th- then it's this kind of relationship, not that kind of relationship. Yeah. yeah. And I like it when people are tuning into a relationship with me and doing this kind of ongoing work with me yeah. as well. And that's the that's the thing that I get with my close friendships. This is that kind of what happens. Yeah. But it's the it's the if one person is always just resourcing to the social script for a friendship or the script that you've written for your friendship again we talked about this in our last episode Mm. rather than paying attention to you and what's going on right now then that can be yeah like if there's just a big gulf between you in terms of like what your beliefs are about the kind of level of communication that's necessary in a friendship or Mm. the amount of kind of working on yourself that's necessary in order to human you know then again that's just a you know you're in different places and that's fine you know and I think this is what lifts the the kind of pressure and the awkwardness for me is that sense of like that that's fine you know it's fine for that person mm. to say no this is how I like to do friendship and me to say well this is how I like to do it and for us to agree okay you know agree to differ you know we're probably not going to have a big friendship but you can have a really good friendship with these other people and I can have it with those other people that's all right yeah mm. yeah big yeah time. um so that that We've got this thing about power imbalance here that we. Uh, I think we were just. Do you want to talk about that? You put that. Have we covered that? A little hmm. bit, and yeah, just I suppose that these kind of you know really problematic dynamics that relationships can get into more controlling or even abusive dynamics can be harder to see in friendships perhaps than romantic relationships because we are beginning to get culturally <laughs> a bit more of a sense you know again it's it has been behind closed doors for so long but intimate partner violence and coercive controlling relationships are now re- mm-hmm. understood as a thing you know that that people would want to get out of and the yeah. support to help them but can we see those kind of bullying manipulation controlling dynamics in friendships i think it's probably a bit harder again for all the reasons we've mentioned about mm. the way romantic relationships are seen versus friendships so i think that's just inviting people to recognize it really can be the case in friendships that they fall into those kinds of dynamics too um you know reading about yeah codependency and reading about controlling relationships and abusive patterns can be helpful to just be like okay yeah this isn't great you know these these dynamics are playing out here and again that's a really good reason to end a a, a relationship again it's not it's not good for anybody like you were Mm. saying earlier as well one person can have more power in a relationship uh, and not have done enough work about opening up the the choices opening up you know being consensual towards another person mm. like for example somebody could be quite extroverted or quite or very um just very charismatic or have be very popular and have lots of friends and that can give them a lot of um uh a lot of power in a relationship with somebody who doesn't yeah. have any of those things or doesn't feel very you know, doesn't feel very confident around people or, or you know not to say that one of those is better than another but in like social situations often yeah uh, that me- that can make it difficult to have like a to have like an equal friendship there. So or somebody needs a lot more pers- contact than another person. You know, like that would be a yeah. bit of a power imbalance. So maybe it's sort of 
again you know for consent we we've talked you know we've got a power and consent um episode of the podcast going back a while now mm-hmm. that might be one to listen to but we're saying like if you want yeah. it to be consensual you have to sort of have some reflection on the power dynamics between two people mm-hmm. and clearly yeah. friendships across a big gulf in power you know where one person's literally the boss of the other person for example or there's a massive age gap mm. or that kind of thing that'd be need that'd yeah. be worth being mindful of and when we're talking about endings you know recognizing a big power imbalance that's going to make it Mm. really hard to be consensual especially if one or both people aren't very aware of it could be another one of these kind of warning bells on like maybe this is not a good relationship to continue And this one we've got here about um, there can be definitely an emotional labour imbalance and that it could be that one person is doing a lot of the the relationship work, you know, doing a a lot of that stuff, but also one person can be absorbing a lot of um, a lot of the uh, a lot of like uh, difficult feelings in a relationship Mm. in order to kind of in order to kind of keep the friendship going. But also there can be a labour imbalance in terms of one person really isn't uh, doing their own work on themselves and they could be um, like using the other person to um, to do that work for yeah. them so it could be that again going back to our therapy episode it's that thing of um, uh, and I definitely know of other relationships where this has happened where you know one person is might be in a very problematic relationship with somebody else and they um, then use that friend in order to be that kind of the one person that they yeah. keep going to about this relationship and you know you know that's like a classic um kind imbalance, of uh, yeah, imbalance in labor imbalance. and i think that also speaks to like you know are we on board with the same idea of that we maybe need multiple friends you know i think that that yeah. kind of imbalance can really happen if one person's like you know oh my my view of friendship is you have your bestie that's it yeah and the other person's yeah. like well i feel like you probably need you know a bit more of a team a bit more of a network of people otherwise it does yeah. end up being all on that one person and that's a lot of labor to put on one person and again we may have different perspectives on this and that's fine but mm-hmm. that might that might well feel like a big imbalance to the person who's being treated as like the one best friend when actually yeah. they're somebody who believes in cultivating a, a team yeah. yeah. So if there's any kind of imbalance there about that mm. and one and one person if you're finding that you're doing a lot of work and the other person um if it's all given no take yeah. uh then you know it might be that you, you might want to think about whether you can actually continue being together. Mm-hmm. Um So you know you might have your own thoughts about this you might have experienced a friendship breakup dear listener or you might be going through this kind of thinking about these kinds of things now so it's an interesting thing for you to maybe think about in terms of you know if maybe one useful way of looking at it is against something that I got from your book MJ which is Mm. what if I would what if we treated our friendships like romantic relationships and our romantic relationships like friendships Um, if you find yourself in a friendship and you're wondering whether you know how like in inverted commas healthy it is Mm. imagine it was a romantic relationship and would you put up with this in a romantic relationship you know because often we might give ourselves more permission to think about ending a Mm. relationship if it was romantic than if we do if it was a friendship Mm I should say I'm using the words romantic capital R romantic relationship there not because of we as we talked about yeah. we think that, rom- that friendships can be as romantic as fuck yeah. but um, but that's 
just to be clear, that's what we're talking about. Sort of like partner versus, but you know, it's hard for us to talk about this because I think we're really trying to collapse those boundaries ourselves. Um, But yeah, yeah, we're sort of assuming like that cultural understanding of the difference between a partner and a friend, um, which may be one we want to question as well. Um, Yes. Do you want to talk about this breakup plan that you flagged up? Yeah, which is I can't, I can't quite remember kind of what's on it, but I, uh, yeah, uh, again, the Love Uncommon blog has this idea that it might be useful to think in the beginning of a relationship about the ending, and I, I kind of like this because in rewriting the rules, when I was talking about breakups, I thought about this idea of in, in a sense our relationships are always ending like there's many Mm. micro endings throughout a relationship as well as micro beginnings Mm. so maybe we can almost take the pressure off this big ending thing by recognizing Mm. there will always be the last time we did this together there will always be you know um us realizing Mm. that this particular thing doesn't work between us you know multiple endings um Mm. and maybe you know maybe yeah like a bit like it's sort of a bit like in life right you know it's quite useful to remember that we're going to die you know um, it's, there's a yeah. big taboo around it we don't look at it very closely but if we can really get in touch with that fact we're going to die that can often mean that we let ourselves do the things we really want to do um, it can mean that every day feels a bit more precious and in the sense that same is true if we can recognise that our relationship will end at some point whether mm-hmm. by ending or by breakup um, and so one way of kind of bringing that into focus from the start would be to sort of say it have as one of our initial conversations in any kind of relationship hey if this comes to a point where it's not great for us a you know again we might say well how would we recognize that and Mm. what would we want to do you know how would what would our breakup plan be like you know um based on maybe previous experiences do we know we're the kind of person who's just going to need a year without contact for example before we're ready for any kind of contact with that person or do we know that we'd want it communicated in a particular way ideally or do we want to you know already have a plan for like how we'd like our friends to be around us that we can tell them about you know again it's it's that sounds maybe a bit second handshake you know a bit kind of like re- really big conversation might not work for everyone but you know it's worth it's worth thinking about or maybe even just reflecting I for yourself not necessarily together you know I guess one of the difficulties about mm. it is is that we can't make decisions about um, we can't tie our hands about w- what it is that we're going to do in a relationship at one point when yeah. our relationship might be at a very different point by the time exactly. we actually get to use it. So you know um, we can't uh, can't um, so because relationships are ongoing, yeah. consents ongoing, and we're constantly changing. I guess the so blogger would, I think it is a. It could be an ongoing conversation potentially. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it's a good thought experiment. I've often thought about um, about that. I went round the. Uh, there's a very good museum that I think is based in Zagreb. I want to say, but they do touring museums, and it's called uh, the Museum of Broken oh, Relationships. Oh, so good! Yeah, I've seen this as well. Uh, have you been mm. to it? Um, you can buy merch from there, like pencils and stuff. Uh, it's kind of cool. And uh, basically, it's artifacts that people send mm. in signifying the end of their relationships. And they're not all romantic relationships. Some of them are friend breakups. Yeah. And it's like they'll send a postcard or a pencil or some kind of art- artifact from their relationship. And they'll talk about what the object means, but also talk about their relationship. And, um, you know, it's a useful thing to think about. As you said, MJ, all relationships end. And I think it's. Uh, that I think that micro endings thing is probably something that's quite uh, it'd be good for us to chat about when we talk about our uh, an, another episode about endings generally yeah. I think it might be quite 
useful. Uh, we did record an episode about endings once, didn't yeah. we? But we lost it. It was really funny. It's just kind of ironic, it's really. really. Ironic. The, one, the one episode we completely lost, we recorded it in Tate Modern, didn't we? We yeah. had a really good chat and then yeah. it was all gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. But you know, everything anyway. else, that was one of our endings, just that, that we lost that you know, bit of gold that we did together. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was really yeah. good. Um, yeah, we lost another episode as well, didn't we? It was annoying. Anyway, yeah. so um, so we, we're talking, we're moving more into like how we might go about yeah. ending uh, a relationship. Again, it's tricky because, you know, the um, there are there are fewer scripts for mm. it. You know, there the, the are scripts available to us, uh, are scripts available to us in romantic relationships. They're not always helpful and a script in and of itself isn't helpful mm-hmm. either. Um, but when it comes to friendships, people just don't often know where to start yeah. at all because then often I think people, this whole idea I think is news to a lot of people mm. that, that we could actually do it. Um, the whole idea of an intentional friendship is news to a lot of people. The yeah. whole idea that a relationship has started and then we navigate it and that we want you know that we bring to it our um our values and we bring to it our expectations of what we want from it and uh how often we see each other mm. and you know all that kind of stuff um in the same way that we might do any other relationship so endings can be uh, a lot in, of endings of friendships can be a lot more difficult that's right people, i think and i think uh, people have started to say you know people talk a lot about ghosting now and whether it's okay and not and all of that mm. but like i think that's just been the default and way of ending relationships for so long has just been mm. you know you just ghost you know just let it drift yeah, yeah. Oh, which is yeah. not necessarily a bad thing but it's just i guess again something no. about being intentional is about noticing that that's happening and uh, and uh, being responsible for the impact that that can have because I guess the mm. danger of that is it leaves people super unclear about what's gone on mm. um, and mm. given that we're all so good at inner criticism you know it may well be that if a relationship a friendship is ended in that way it leaves the person with lots of questions and maybe mm. giving themselves a hard time assuming that it means they're not okay in some way that somebody did that so we could think yeah. we could imagine that perhaps a kinder way <coughs> to do endings is to be a bit more clear and explicit about what the reasons were again like but i think there are times when yeah. it's appropriate to ghost and times where Precisely. it's not like if you you don't if you're if you're ghosting in a way that makes the other person feel like you completely pulled the rug from mm. under them uh you know that you are um in a relationship and then suddenly you're not responding to yeah. the texts anymore and there's no reason um, given yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's not cool but if there is like a tapering off of communication and there hasn't been very much communication from either mm. of you then you know that might be more okay yeah. but it's that thing of you don't know how okay it is because you've not spoken about yeah. it mm-hmm. um, and you know uh, that's definitely something that I've done with friendships yeah. and uh, it's uh, I'm not claiming to be well, good no, at I mean, this. me too I feel like you know particularly ghosting I think in or drifting in the ones where something's come up that's been super painful for me and it's been just really obvious the other person hasn't got it and you know then I'm in that situation of like oh you know but saying something feels really unsafe you know and really scary and also a lot of emotional labor on me like you know the I wish the other person had noticed that you know that thing they did or said was really bad and kind of yeah having to make those difficult this is a really difficult set of decisions I suppose um and yeah we can easily default you know to maybe not being kind enough to the other person because we're in so much pain or to not being kind Mm. enough to ourselves um and recognizing that it's okay to end something 
<clears throat> but I just want to kind yeah. of have like a bracketed out bit here, which is our usual disclaimer is that we both struggle with all yeah. of this stuff. <laughs> we are not we we are not coming on here as experts in how to do a friend breakup. Yeah, this is where all our ex mates come on like, I we listened to this show and you didn't do any of those things. <laughs> Hopefully they just don't listen to the show. I'm <laughs> I think they all, but, they all know, listen to the goal. They're like, wow, if only we could have stayed friends with them. Like, listen to them now. No, no, no that's not, that's I don't not think what's happening. So. so this is so. <laughs> so just this is the. So just this is the. You mm. know, this is that disclaimer, yeah. and it's a firm disclaimer. And uh, I see it in neon yeah. lights flashing. So, like we are not neon perfect. We, we are not fuck up. Too. We're not good at this <laughs> <laughs> because capitalism. Remember, it's not our fault. <laughs> we're good at talking about yeah. it we're good at thinking about it we're not always good at nope, doing it absolutely not but just to um but in terms of we're not going to tell you just in the same way that we're not going to teach you how to do a blowjob and know exactly how to do it we're not going to teach you exactly how to end it with someone because your the endings will depend on the kind exactly. of relationship not because we have the in. secret um guidelines and recipe for a perfect blowjob or a perfect breakup and we just don't want to share it but because there simply isn't such a thing yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I keep yeah. a perfect blowjob locked away in my safe. And <laughs> you guys just pull it out one we'll day. Here <laughs> it is, the secret. Uh, we'll auction it off to the highest bidder. Yeah. We'll get a million pounds each for an advance, <laughs> and then we'll never write that yeah. book. Um, no. So, um, so, so, going back to the thing about ghosting, mm. is, is that actually um, a way that that might? Um, I can imagine a way that, that might happen where one person is doing has been doing a lot of emotional labour. Mm. Um, and it's more emotional labour to talk about why it is that we want yeah. to end the relationship or to say unless this is going to happen I need to end it sometimes yeah. The, yeah, for a lot of people the safer thing for themselves and the thing that they really want to give to themselves is just to not anymore yeah. and if they know uh, that that's just not going to be heard it's super painful like already you've been in this relationship where yeah. you're not quite being seen or heard or valued for what you're doing Mm. and you know to have to do the ending in a way which is still like all about that other person and not about you having recognized you know that this is where it's got to i thought i think that's legit you know yeah yeah um hopefully the other person does eventually see it you know relationship karma you yeah. know often it comes around that you end up on the other side of these dynamics and you know another relationship down the line <laughs> and then you're like oh this must be how that person felt yeah that's really crap yeah. <laughs> i wish i hadn't done that to them yeah yeah mm. it could be that there is a long period of not really talking to each other and then there could be a point at which they you talk about you know there could be a, like an a conversation to be had there where it's like capped off yeah. kind of thing yeah. you know where um where people are kind of recognizing what's been happening and say well you know that was this and this mm. was that and you know like this was my bit of this and this is your bit and okay i'll get that you know that kind of yeah. conversation it's a bit, it could also be done by text that kind of thing as well i think or, it's fine to uh, put something in the message you're writing you know if it doesn't feel like mm -hmm. we said if it doesn't feel safe enough or that we are going to be met and heard enough it's fine yeah. to sort of communicate in that way or even through an intermediary if there is a mutual friend who's mm. comfortable doing it you know like that's also you know it's about finding the way that's safe enough and most possible to be heard by the other person um that's mm. the important thing here um and maybe they can't hear all of it but they can at least hear the bit about you know we are coming away from this and then also that it's okay to have a break 
from contact if that feels good you know rather than segueing straight into a different kind of relationship or that's you know that's all right if that's what you need as well I, th- I think it's about being really gentle mm. with ourselves and giving ourselves what we need and letting it be okay again that we are mm. messy human beings rather than expecting ourselves to be able to somehow manifest the perfect breakup that keeps every you know I guess because it comes back to our feelings <laughs> isn't it that that stuff we have about you know not trying to avoid difficult feelings and only have the nice feelings it's there can be this sense of like let's try and make this breakup that feels nice but breakups don't mm. feel nice necessarily mostly they're not going to feel nice for anyone no. involved so it's okay that it feels awful yeah, yeah. welcome yeah <laughs> thanks for coming to my TED talk <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we'll we'll talk about this on another podcast because we've not done enough about endings yeah, and yeah, breakups yeah. and things and uh, we'll do another big one about about that topic but yeah I mean that's you can't stick a perfect landing when it comes to no exactly it's going to be just shaky bringing in yeah yeah and maybe that's okay and maybe that's good even the way like you know that it's shaky can be good in life you know that's the the kind of um buddhist stuff that i follow suggests it can be really good to have the rug pulled out from under you and to have a bit of an earthquake every once in a while you know it shakes us up it you know makes us realize um you know that that maybe there isn't just a, a safe place to land that you know we are in a kind of precarious place as you were saying that we are going to die you know it's kind of can be quite mm. useful but it's keeping ourselves sort of safe enough within that i think um is, is yeah. the important bit but that's uh yeah that uh, yeah that 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 could also easily be uh weaponized by exactly. someone on the right wing who yeah so we also don't want earthquakes and we don't want uh, <laughs> yeah. poor people to yeah, be put yeah, at okay. risk from reckless economic policy. This is definitely a whole other podcast. Like, well, when is it good to welcome the earthquake yeah. and when is it good to get the fuck away from the earthquake? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm up for that. Um, okay, yeah. so um, moving finally on to the just how we how we look look after ourselves. Yeah. Like, I guess one of the things here is, as I was talking about at the beginning with families and stuff, like a lot of friendships do kind of feel like they're they're part of like a broader family network. Mm. Often friendships aren't just like a, you know, because of the way that a lot of friendships, we're not meeting friends on Tinder, although we might, but we're not meeting, you know, that's not how we often make friends. Often it's via other people or we're connected to other people. That those that a friend that can make a friend break but even more difficult or more difficult to navigate because we're extracting ourselves from our system almost or yeah. asking the system to treat us differently. But I guess this is where having mutual friends might be able to act as an intermediary, but also might a- be able to act. We, we then have to have a more intentional relationship about uh, any friends in common, asking them for what it is that we want them to do in terms of the person that we want to break up with like what support we might want from them mm. how much information we want from the other person mm. um what um how we go about our friendship for the future so that's kind of mm. like part of dealing with a breakup as well as dealing with some of that stuff which can open, which can be add extra difficulty but also can bring us a lot of more intentional support as well if we yeah. are able to ask for that yeah them. absolutely but we do um, have to be that vulnerable don't we to be able to say like this is the situation i'm in and it's hard in these ways and this is what i could really do within support of it yeah, yeah. 
I think, yeah. And the, the most important thing is, is, is we're allowed to feel brokenhearted mm. and, um, you know, all of the things that we're allowed to feel with romantic yeah. relationship breakups, we're definitely allowed to feel with And regardless breakups, of what so. side we're on of it, you know, even if we were to the one yeah. that stepped, you know, there's often this assumption if you're the one to step away, it's, you know, then it must be easy for you because it was what you wanted. But, you know, no, it can be equally hard, if not harder, yeah. to be in that role. Um, mm. I think again it's if you say it's more of the dynamic of like there was a problem mm-hmm. in the dynamic one person named it maybe both people named it or maybe only one person mm. did it's hard to be the one who names it it's also hard to be the one who has it named when you maybe didn't think that there was a problem or you know it was a shock so it's hard to be, be on all sides of this and just allowing it to be hard I think this cultural mm-hmm. piece that talks about getting over things and moving on from them can be super unhelpful here um, yeah you know this idea that you know there's sort of a length of time on it or you know that the thing to the thing to do is to get over it or move on from it um yeah like it may be just that it stays within us you know and it remains a bit of a tender spot within us for the whole rest of our lives Mm. you know probably probably a year on it won't feel as bad as it does a a week on you know but Mm. um it's okay that it continues to feel hard um Mm. i guess um you know that there's another way of seeing it which is to kind of see it as something to be learned from you know that we may have fallen into certain patterns as we said in the, the in the friendship mm. and like that's the thing we can learn from this mm. breakup so instead of seeing it as a failure or something done wrong or a bad mm. thing that's happened more of like okay what can we what can we learn from this mm. and how can we keep it as part of ourselves for you know as, as we go on into mm. other friendships and living the rest of our lives you know and if we're making consent our aim, then um, and wanting to and being in relationships that are that we want to be in, then uh, by saying no to a relationship, we're also saying yes to us yeah. as well. Aren't we? We're giving ourselves a huge thing. And potentially the thing is, the is friendships that, you know, as well. You know, it may yeah. be that yeah, like it is. A, it's an old friendship that had this old model, and what we're doing is saying we don't feel that this relationship can shift and change in the ways we'd need it to to meet who we are now but we're opening up space for some of the friendships that that could it could be started on a rather different foundation well this is why it's really difficult to be like a relationships expert which we are not but it's the that we're all we'll mm. figure it out as as we go yeah. don't we? i mean we would say that the only things that we definitely need in relationships are consent and um and safety and you know yeah bringing consent in is what we would talk about but navigating our friendships is um you know we all have different values and views and experiences of friendships and so mm. we have to figure it out for ourselves the our expertise is helping you to think about that i guess but there's no like there's just as there's no way one way to have sex every time yeah. for it to be wonderful there's no way to do relationships every time and so it's it's okay to learn from what has not gone so well but is not to see that as a failure but just yeah. something else exactly or for us to have a different view of failure you know either we don't castigate ourselves for experiencing failure and seeing as an opportunity to learn or we don't see what's happened as a, a failure because we're aiming for treating ourselves and others consensually exactly and that's the i think the, the, the temptation after breakups of all kinds is to go into the blame or shame you know either mm. really focusing on what the other person did wrong because <laughs> that 
gets us off the hook you know like trying to come Mm. up with good reasons why we left or try and come up with good reasons why they were awful for for leaving or whatever Mm. and similarly we can easily go into shame which is you know oh we're terrible it must point to some fundamental flaw in us that we couldn't do this relationship or that somebody rejected us or whatever Mm. and it's really the key here is about finding something other than you know often we oscillate between blame and shame you know just keep going Mm. between like am i terrible or are they terrible well the answer is no one is terrible but a bad dynamic happened yeah the dynamic was terrible Um, and that's the thing you know um can we can we just sit with the oh you know the rawness of that the tenderness of that the pain of that the you know like nobody's perfectness of that you know can we find another thing to be in other than blame or shame which is just being with the feelings as they are and treating ourselves really gently um and recognizing how painful it is and how human it is and just being in that place i would say here that Mm. that there are times when i think that if one person has behaved really mendaciously in a relationship, Ooh, that's like a good word. really abusively, yeah. yeah. Okay, if one person's been really bad, yeah. as I said, very, very badly, then, you know, I think, yeah. This is probably another podcast about, you know, are there good or bad people or is it a good or bad dynamic? Oh my but, God, it's such a complicated um, one. Yeah, it's bad both thing against is, is both, that, isn't it? I think yeah. that we need to be able to still hold on to both of those things yeah. because I think that, um, uh, you know, we know of people uh, who have been uh, absolutely abusive shits. Yes. You know, yes. and that we wouldn't want just be, and we wouldn't want, we wouldn't recommend any of our friends to get into a relationship with someone we knew to be abusive. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't be able to say to our friend, "Oh well, you know, they had a horribly abusive dynamic with this other person." But you know, maybe it was just the dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we would still say, "Be very wary of this person yeah, because indeed, we know that indeed. they did this and that they're capable I of suppose, this." So, yeah, that's right. I suppose when we're talking about this piece there about how you get over it we're assuming you've got to that point where you're out of it and Mm. even if the other person was really bad spending a lot of time going over and over how bad they are may not be the most helpful thing for you but you know also it is there's just no right and wrong here because sometimes actually you are going to need a bit of time in that anger you know how badly treated you've been and that's absolutely legit and perhaps you won't actually recover enough until you've let yourself do that so yeah um and i I guess the other situation is true also is like we may find ourselves in a situation where we know we've behaved really badly you know and that is why the friendship had to end and actually some degree of looking at that with a very clear you know is is what would be needed to avoid doing it again the next time so yeah yeah, it's it's complex territory it's really Mm. is you know you're being given quite a gift in this moment of of potential and also it's really hard to navigate and often when mm. you're in this position you know you are in such a vulnerable state it's not the easiest one to be navigating either so no. yeah a lot of um a lot of gentleness and slowness and taking as long as you can and getting as much support as you can i would say well let's return to this yeah, yeah return to that and in our, if we do do another endings episode yeah. at some point i think that would be good but yeah the um allowing for all of our feelings we can't we we can't just simply go into our brains take one feeling and then throw it away yeah. we're, we're going into our brains and taking a mass of feelings altogether, and we're just throwing away our about our capacity to feel Mm -hmm. which is not good because we have lots of different feelings so we can't just take sadness out so feel all the feelings as we uh, you have an excellent zine talking about this (laughs) um 
And yeah, that getting over thing, there's just one thing I wanted to mm. say about it is that I don't think we ever really get over people and actually we we compost it, we learn from it, we grow from it and we and we we learn more about our future relationships. But there might be a point where we are more physically able to go about our daily yes. lives. You know, there's like there's that sense of getting over yeah. someone. So getting a good night's sleep not thinking about someone mm. all of the time, not being overwhelmed with thoughts, yeah. um, being able to experience some joy, being able to, you yeah. know, they are, you will get to that point. You will. Uh, but allow for the feelings of not sleeping very well, not being able to feel like you can do anything, everything might feel a bit shit and grey or mm. desperate or sad or angry, you know, to have those, the rawness of those feelings yeah. for time is okay because um, we're telling you it's okay because not very many other people are telling you that it's okay. I think that's okay. why we thought this was so important, right? You know, just yeah, yeah. to normalise that, you know, it's going to be, it's really hard to have conflict with a friend and it's really hard to have endings with a friend just as it is for yeah. other kinds of relationships and we should be, yeah, just like stopping with the hierarchy that says it's only okay for certain kinds of relationships big time oh, good that might do it well we hope you enjoyed that dear let's listener let's end our endings yeah <laughs> uh, one day we're going to sit down we're going to do a podcast it's going to be well easy and we'll just smash yeah. it and you know we'll know exactly what we're going to say <laughs> we, we won't feel emotionally invested in it whatsoever and it'll be like cool there's that yeah, okay well next no, yeah. one day do you think so Maybe. no I don't think that's a point to aspire no. to I think it's good that this is all messy and complicated and yeah full of feelings might, yeah. might be easier sometimes but anyway yes <laughs> maybe we should pick a thing that we actually have a, a right, we do have a view it's like this is the right way to do this here's your eight bullet points for how to deal with uh, this particular you mean like the perfect play yeah, job yeah the perfect play job exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh boy Uh, so we hope you enjoyed listening to this again if you want to hear all of our posts you need to sign up to our Patreon patreon.com forward slash megjohn and justin where you can subscribe to us from a dollar a month depending on how much uh, cash you have Mm -hmm. Um, megjohn also has a Patreon uh, for their work uh, which is awesome thank Uh, you their work you can see rewriting the rules.com their Patreon is megjohn barker I think yeah, yeah, it's on my website. Go to rewriting the rules and click on the support my Patreon, and you can go there. And um, yeah, it's uh, particularly if you like my free zines. You know, I tend to do quite a lot of content, blog posts, and zines for free. Um, so Patreon's mm-hmm. a great way for people who actually use those to support them or give yeah. me a bit for those. That'd be awesome. Thank you very much. I also have a Patreon yeah. for my Bish. young people's website, Bish UK. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash Bish UK. Uh, you don't get anything apart from a report every four months into how the project's going. I'm treating you like a kind of uh, project funder slash uh, trustee mm. of the project. Um, you would help me to run that website. Uh, if you want to buy any of our stuff, head to megjohnandjustin.com forward slash publications where you can see our zines. Yep. Uh, you can also see it, details of our book, Enjoy Sex, How and If You Want To, uh, and also Sex, A Practical Guide, which is selling like very tepid yeah, cakes, tepid isn't cakes. it? Like te- <laughs> tepid cakes. Uh, we got our thing through the other day from our publishers about how much money we yeah. haven't made yet from that book. Some. It's one of the... We haven't made any Oh, no, yet. we still haven't oh, made well, any. Oh, you're right. The, yeah. No. Um, 
So, you know, it's one of the best books ever written about sex. I know, sex. right? Yeah. Please buy it. Well, who'd have thought a book that was all about teaching about communication and talking to each other and how we have our own relationship to our bodies and our own no, relationship to No, no, no. What it is is it's how to, it's how to give the perfect blowjob. That, that's in there. Absolutely. That's absolutely, the that's in there. To, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you want, different exactly. positions for sex, that's in there. Absolutely. If you want to learn the key uh, position yeah. for a mutual penis in vagina <laughs> orgasm, where you're both orgasming, yeah. exactly the right kind of orgasm for for exactly the same amount of time and exactly the same point yeah. um, in under 60 seconds it's in there uh, <laughs> it's in there it's completely in there it's entirely about straight people yeah. <laughs> uh, it's entirely about straight able-bodied people so you know mm. you know it's the ideal book <laughs> you know it's not at all about consent everyone's and, different yeah everyone's different and, and yep it's not, you know, the most diverse sex and relation sex advice book ever written. It's not that at all. No. Who would want Who that? Who would want that? I mean, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not many people. Yeah. Anyway, Christmas apparently, coming yeah. up though and many other religious festivals, so you know, please buy it for your friends. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't buy don't buy your friends a sex book. Because we've had friends <laughs> who have done that. And here, it's like, <laughs> No, that's the thing. Yeah. It's not the problem. That's why it's not selling because you don't want to buy your friends a no, sex no, book. No, 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 Nia. But my friends, have, my friends have told me that their friends got weirded up, and my friends bought them a sex book. I'm like, don't buy your friends a sex book. <laughs> but I think we're trying to change it's the culture consensual. so that it would be okay to buy your friends a sex book, right? <laughs> but when, what, we, what we need to do is to write the book how to <laughs> buying a sex advice book for your friends how well yeah, if you want that's to that's right then they can buy that one first <laughs> buy that one first we well, hope you've enjoyed this extra rant about yeah, yeah it's always so, good to have a little extra rant at the end yeah okay so um, and that's everything isn't yeah. it yeah yeah see you next time alright then bye, bye. <laughs>